0: so when things go wrong with the copelands which seems to often happen because (laughs) such is life right we look at each other and we say are we going to be okay and the response is always i think we're We're going to be okay welcome to the push podcast why push because a nudge is just too friendly
1: and friend we're here to help you get your shit together I'm Eddie.
0: And I'm Janelle.
1: And we're the Copelands.
0: We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship.
1: And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget, being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff.
0: (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? in the right place so get ready to be pushed hey guys welcome back to the push podcast I'm Janelle Copeland
1: you sound so beautiful and so wonderful honey oh I'm trying so hard honey.
0: not to cough oh, I know with I know. every single word
1: well welcome to the podcast people mm-hmm. um my wife is um, still not <laughs> one thousand yeah. percent she will get there one day soon <laughs> right <laughs>
0: It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> I'm going to the doctor tomorrow morning. Yeah. I had COVID over two weeks ago. Yeah. We went to the snow this weekend and I couldn't stop coughing. Yeah. And would, I don't know if it was the elevation or if it's just a lingering COVID cough, but I'm really struggling here.
1: Yeah. I mean, but you know what? You're beautiful. And you know, the people, you, you're still here, right? Yeah. Because you are tough kind of like what we we're talking and about I today. I have deadlines. You have resilience, uh-huh. you know, and so you're pushing through. So yeah. um, you are like practicing what we we talk about, push through, right?
0: Thank you honey, <laughs> for your support, your unwavering support. There we go. So listen, um, we're going to start off with a little story that's going to give context to why we think that everything always works out for a reason.
1: Are we going to be okay? We're going to be Okay okay why are uh, you asking that
0: <laughs> i mean explain to the people
1: though well, that's so we could probably tie this in but through different things we we asked that question uh-huh. and we got it from a comedy skit that was that we watched and and you know he the co- comedian jared carmichael gerard, gerard, gerard carmichael. carmichael uh constantly was saying he
0: was talking about uh, uh global he was, warming he was talking
1: stuff. about the world and he would yeah. constantly say are we okay Are we going to be okay? He's
0: asking the audience. It's a very serious question. Are we going to be okay? I think we're going to be okay. So when things go wrong with the Copelands, which seems to often happen (laughs) (laughs) because such is life, right? We look at each other and we say, are we going to be okay? And the response is always, I think we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. So whether we miss a flight, whether you know anything happens, we always kind of remind each other of that. We're going to be okay. We thought that would be a great perspective to kind of share with you today. Um but in addition, we just got back from a great weekend in the snow, and so many things didn't go right, and right. we're going to talk about that.
1: So uh, do you have Before a what in the world? Before we get into
0: that, I do have a what in the All world. All right. What
1: is your what in the world? So my what in the wet world- in the world, people? Here we go.
0: My what in the world is the fact that it is 2023, mm. and a lot of the songs that we really love um, are turning 30 years old. Wow. And I had dinner with my friends recently, uh, Daron and Marcella. And I said, I just have to ask you guys, do you think that you've officially reached the age where you think that your music is the single best music that's ever been played? And they yeah. said, 100%. I'm stuck in the 90s and I'm sticking to it. It's the best music. And my question is, is doesn't every generation feel that?
1: I think so. I, yeah, yeah I mean, so I think I think my I think, old, no, no, because <laughs> I don't feel old. No, I don't feel old. I do embrace some new music, mm-hmm. um, and then I I let go of others. I I decide not to, right? You know, you don't want to it, embrace it. it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's funny because I like like we both enjoy like nineties R uh-huh. um, and B, huh and hip hop. And in hip hop, my favorite music though is probably late nineties, early two thousands. That's to me, was when rap was at its like peak.
0: Yeah, I agree. We have all these excuses as to yeah. why that yeah. music is superior. And then we could also say, well, our kids love our music. Well, yep. yeah, because we're their parents, and that's what we played on road trips, right? right? So um, the question is, do you think that your generation, like, I don't care if you're 50, if you're in your 40s, then you're with us, but if you're... In your, like, do 20 year olds think that this is the greatest music ever? Jordan said no. She thinks our music is, but I think we've maybe brainwashed her. So here's what I want to play it's a TikTok and it says, These songs are literally 30 years old this year. Okay. Let's see if you know them. And they're from 1993. Okay. Here we go. Dollar, dollar, feel, y'all. Yo. Okay. You know I love Tribe Called Quest. Okay. That's a great song. Whoops. Getting yeah, they it know. on. Snoop dog. Let me ride. Yeah. It, it. Hold on. Okay. This is it. Spread it, Sweat it. Okay. Majorly. Your girl keeps staging me. These are unbelievable songs. Right. Right? Yeah, they are. They're 30 year olds old. That's crazy. Diggable planets. Right. These are just, I could let this go for five minutes, but I'm not going to do that. So that's my what in the world. And that's the question that I have is like, do you think that your generation has the best music ever? Because I think we do, but I also think that every generation thinks
1: Here is the empirical evidence why it is the best music. Because it was the first of its kind. Right. Right. So There was
0: no R&B before that.
1: Well, what you played mostly was hip hop. Right. Right. And so most of that was very new, never been heard before. You know, and it had gotten to a place where kind of that ABC rhyme, hip, Hot. Mm-hmm. like we had moved to this now, like incorporating different types of music and samples. And then all of a sudden you had all of these prolific artists that are coming out in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And some of them are still making music now, right. right. That are, that are doing really well. Like Nas has an yeah. album that dropped, that is amazing. And people who are young love the music too. Mm-hmm. And so. Do you uh, think
0: Tupac would still be making music?
1: It's possible. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's definitely possible. I mean, I, I haven't think heard from diggable we, planets, but the thing is, is like, the music that we love is so new still when you compare it to R&B, mm-hmm. rock, right? Like those things have been around for you know many, Long many time. years. We're talking about like the beginning of hip hop was really in like the 80s, yeah. like late 70s. And so we are now seeing those artists age where you know our parents, they have seen different artists age and, and music continues. And yeah. so it's gonna be interesting. But yeah, I think because it was the first of its kind, that that's the best music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So. Well, that's your story. You're sticking well, to that's it. That's what I'm sticking to. You have a very interesting what in the world, and it's regarding the homeless. homeless people. Yeah, people without a home. Which you I don't f- know.
1: What's the proper way you're <coughs> supposed to say that now? Because you're, you're not supposed to say homeless anymore. You're, you're supposed to say No, you're supposed to say people living without homes.
0: Displaced? Right? I don't
1: know. Well, because I don't know. Something homeless about homeless- Homeless is not the thing? No, you can't say homeless anymore. Hmm. I, don't, I don't
0: know. We talk about it on the news all the time. There's- X, you know x amount of thousands of homeless people yeah i don't think that that's changed
1: yeah well i don't know well that's, anyways there's people living without a home i don't know okay so i I, um i went to panda express right okay. to get get a nice little bowl uh-huh. and you're this, at
0: a shopping mall i'm at a
1: shopping mall so i get a bowl and it's you know vegetables and some chicken and the lady in front of me she gets like this whole meal and it's an older lady
0: mm-hmm. about how old?
1: probably about 80 mm-hmm. right and so uh I didn't think any of, of it. People are in front of me all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. So we get you know, I get my food, she gets her food, I get my food, mm-hmm. and I'm walking about and um I I see her walk towards me as I'm walking through eating my food. Mm-hmm. And she stops and she says, Excuse me, excuse me, can you do me a favor? And mm-hmm. I was like, favor? Uh-huh. Uh, I was like, sure. Like, okay. what are you going to ask me? Like, right. It was what random. do you think she was going to ask I have you? no clue. Like, but it was
0: the same lady it that was the same ordered lady. the food? the yeah.
1: I had no idea. She could ask me, I just bought some furniture from the furniture store. Can you move it into my house? <laughs> I have no clue what she's right. about to ask me. And so she says, uh, I have this food mm-hmm. and and I want to give it to this homeless person. And I, and I turn and there's a homeless person sitting uh-huh. on one of the benches. And um, I'm like, okay. But and, I need you to give it and to she him? She says, I need you to give it to him. I said, oh, you, you don't want to give it to him? She goes, no, the last time I tried to give food to someone, they threw the food at me and I was (laughs) like, oh my God. This little old 80 year old. Yeah, so someone got in a food fight with this lady when she was trying to give food and so she was really cautious and she said, if he if he starts throwing food, just run. So oh she's giving God. me tips. Okay. I'm like, how to get? I said, I don't think he's gonna throw food, but if he does, <clears> I will. She says, but be very careful.
0: Okay, so and let me get said, this straight. She's 80 years old. She's still after she had been assaulted right, by she a homeless still wants person. To people, she still wants oh yeah, to do the right thing. Yeah. And, okay.
1: you know, and i and now me and her are kin of each other because. Right. I've experienced abuse you from have. those who are without a many home many times. Yeah, and and I don't blame all of the people who are <laughs> right. homeless, but there's some individuals they are mean. Right. right? Okay. So I, so I. she prewarns I, you all the things. All the things I have gone through had went through my head. Right. <laughs> and I said I, I'm going to do this anyway. Because she's gonna, a little old lady. She's a, she's a little old lady. Yep. She asked for my my help. I already agreed to it.
0: Okay. Like the whole
1: idea. I yeah. give That's a whole side chart When people say, "Can you do me a favor?" I'm like okay tell me first so then I, I grab the food and i walk over and i said excuse me sir this woman here wants to give you food i don't want it and i was like oh my god he screamed at he you screamed. he literally was like furious stopped stuck he, stop- and he He's- says i don't want it and i was like oh my god okay so i turn around and i said um
0: he doesn't want it
1: he doesn't want your food <laughs> i gave it back she goes no she goes oh, i'm gonna find someone else i said will be very careful.
0: Oh my gosh. So were you expecting him to go no, crazy No, like he that?
1: literally was sitting there docile, just like not moving. Mm-hmm. I thought I I honestly didn't think he was going to acknowledge me. You know Mm -hmm. how some people are just like, don't even know. You would have thought that like. But he snapped at you. He snapped at me and he did not want that food. And, you know, I'm thinking this is Panda Express, bro. This is good food. What are you talking about? (laughs) When was your last meal? I mean, and he was filthy, obviously. Like he was like, I'm like, this dude has not had a a solid meal. But I don't know what's going on because I've had the same thing with people who have like like people snapped without a home had snapped at me yeah. and so I didn't think it was uncharacteristic but I was definitely surprised and so yeah, um, that was my what in the world my what in the world is like people who, who like when you try to give and they yeah. get mad at you you just yeah. go oh my god what is going on when did this all start I feel like people who without a home were always like asking for food now people are like I don't need food. I don't know, but you've no. had
0: your fair share of run ins.
1: Yeah. And I've tried to give.
0: But here's the thing. It's not
1: gonna stop me from giving, yeah. but I just I've that's what I was gonna say. I'm I, I think giving. because you
0: have one negative run in, I don't think you stop doing the run. No, right
1: I'm thing. gonna persevere. I'm gonna keep and trying. And I to love give.
0: that she did the same thing too. She was like, I'm still I know it's the right thing to do. I'm gonna spend ten bucks on a meal and, and I'm just just randomly gonna have a big dude to give it because I don't wanna have it thrown at me.
1: And I was curious, I was like, Did she just buy it because she saw him? Probably. Um, probably, yeah. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe some her. people are like, okay, today I'm going to go give some food out. So I'm going to go buy it first.
0: Good for her. Uh, so. I love her. I, I wish God her luck. Her. I hope
1: she didn't get in a food fight. Oh
0: my God. Okay. So recently we went on a ski trip, snow trip with, um, the Terrar family. Yeah. Let me explain to you. My sister Richland married Mitchell Terrar
1: mm-hmm. and these
0: are his in-laws. Mm-hmm. We went on a trip with them cause we like them. And expanded family. Yeah, expanded family. They're yeah. not our in laws, but right. they're my sister's in laws. We happen to share the same anniversary weekend. And right. so we met with them a few months ago. They said it was their 26 year anniversary, it was our 18 year anniversary. And they said, We should do something. Let's get a cabin. We'll go to the snow, go snowboarding. So we had that trip planned this weekend. And then my sister and Mitchell wound up coming, which there's so many things I want to kind of unpack, but we found out the gender of their baby, yep. which we'll talk about in a second. They held on to that information for the whole weekend, which wasn't really fair. Um, we're getting ready to head out. We flew to Northern California. They picked us up from the airport. We're getting ready to leave to go to the snow, which is about an hour and a half, two hours away from their house. And the Airbnb literally cancels as yeah. we're walking out of the door. Right. Right. And they said, uh, the roads are really rough. We can't get propane there, which means you have no running water and there's no heat.
1: No no hot water. No hot water. Right. And, and no, no heat. heat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> My first response, thank you for yeah. canceling. Right. Because that would have sucked. It's right. 10 degrees outside. 100%. I don't want to stay in an Airbnb with no running hot water or a heater. Right. Thank you. Um, I don't think a lot of people respond like that.
1: No, I think some people are pissed, yeah, and some people get upset and they and they think it's a huge inconvenience, yeah, and you know yeah, so so
0: again. We always think everything works out. So we're like, all right, well, let's look at some options, right? Yeah.
1: So immediately when I heard it, I was like, okay, go to Airbnb. So my mode, First thing I hear, it,
0: I say, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I was so thankful. Right, because you get there
1: and you're and like, hey, we have a problem.
0: Well, the problem you was- After
1: you're already settled in.
0: We were supposed to go much earlier, but we got caught up talking. Mm-hmm. And so we delayed our trip and we were like, oh, shoot, we got to get on the road. If we would have stuck to the schedule, then we would have been knocking on the door, and they would have said, "Sorry, there's nowhere for you to go. There's not really great service reception." So we would have been on the side of the road with bad service, trying to find another place to stay, and that would have been really bad. Tough. So I immediately, I was like, "Thank God we were talking all morning. (laughs) Thank God they canceled on us." Like I just was thankful, right? Right. And, um, they weren't complaining; they immediately did what you said, like let's immediately look for an alternative option,
1: yeah, and it's, my brain is switched to well, you know, the copas we have been there before, right, like when plants go awry, you immediately go on your phone, you go into like yeah, let's fix it. yeah let's resolve this, where yeah. can we do So I start pulling up airbnbs and like okay i found this i found this i found this we can you know and so guess
0: what airbnb doesn't do same day booking so airbnb's out after an hour of research right and then khalid winds up finding a hotel he says it's not the best option but everything else is booked i'm like as long as there's enough beds for everyone we'll make it work right make it happen so we head out and uh get to the snow and it i I feel like just like that it went from like oh it's nice and beautiful outside to oh shit like you need to put this in four-wheel drive because there's snow everywhere right right?" so that was really cool really um we get to this new hotel we check in and you know it's it was good there was three stories tons of beds And then all of a sudden, our heater stops working. Like it just doesn't work. It doesn't get warmer than 65 degrees, I think. And then all of a sudden, the roof starts leaking and all the stuff starts happening. And we're like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. We're all together. So we call the front desk and they say, well, we're not able to move you. But we can bring you a bunch of portable heaters and we can bring you a bunch of blankets. All right. Let's make it work.
1: Sounds good to me. So we
0: did. We put all these portable heaters in all the bedrooms that literally everybody wakes up the next morning, guys, and they're talking about how hot they
1: were. Right. Right.
0: At one point, because I get up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom, I got up in the middle of the night, took all my clothes off because I was sweating. And I said, thank God. Literally, I was like, thank God we're in this warm-ass place, and I am complaining. Like, I'm not about to complain about right. being hot and warm when I know that it is now seven degrees outside. Right. Right. And so I just woke up and I was super thankful to take off all my clothes and be sweaty.
1: Yeah, one morning, I, I, and I was like, I'm, I'm turning these things down. I'm like, we don't, we normally don't. It was so funny. It's like, maybe it was a humidity change, but we don't normally sleep in 80
0: degree 80 weather. Degree. I'm
1: telling you, it was like 80 degrees yeah. in that room. I was like, this is way That's too. That's why hot. I took
0: all my clothes on. I was like,
1: you know, let me take, <laughs> yeah. let me turn so this off. The
0: next morning, the roof is leaking. Everybody yeah. was hot sleeping the night before, but we didn't care. We had a great time. We were all together. We played Uno. There was a huge debate with all of us and Eddie was wrong about Uno. You do this thing where uh people have two cards when they're playing Uno. So. Let's I don't take think a so. poll. I don't think Let's so. take a poll. Two cards. I have two cards. You know that I have two cards. You're waiting for me to say Uno, but you're trying to beat me to it. And in my opinion, I'm the one that is going to put a card down and say uno, but your rule is if you beat me to it, then I have to draw two cards. And I always thought that was really stupid and that you were punking me and ganging up on me because the rule should be is it's my decision (laughs) if I have two cards. If I'm going to discard, then you should wait until I put it on the pile. And then if I forget to say uno, that's when you call me out. Mm -hmm. The way that Eddie plays is if I have two cards, Right when I go to motion that I'm putting it down, he thinks if he beats me (laughs) to say it, that I should draw two cards. And that caused a huge family argument because, sir, you were wrong. I took Um, a poll on Instagram. I asked a bunch of people. It's not accurate. And if you read the rules of Uno, what it is is you're supposed to discard Mm -hmm. because what happens is you started calling Uno and... They weren't ready to do. Oh no! Like they didn't have one of the two cards. They weren't able to play it. I'm not. So arguing. we started penalizing you, saying now you have to draw two cards, and then you got
1: upset. I'm not. It was ar- this
0: whole thing. I'm
1: not arguing whether or not that's the rule or not. Okay. I'm arguing, arguing if you normalize the rule, which to your point is not you the rule. Did no? If everyone collectively starts to do that thing, and everyone starts to behave in that way then it is now a... That's is, the
0: way you have to stick to no,
1: it. No, it has been normalized. It is It is now like, you know from a standpoint of like the game itself in that particular game that is the rule now because no. everyone is but nobody everyone, agrees with it. I know but everyone started doing it
0: yeah because you were being louder than everyone else and so you kept making us draw cards and so no yes everyone twice,
1: was making you draw cards
0: twice you called uno for someone else when they did indeed not have uno because
1: they were hiding the cards and so that then the we made too. you
0: draw cards so then it got all twisted. And so just for clarification, so everybody else listening knows how to play Uno, when you discard the card, you have to put it down. And then if the person forgets to call Uno, you call them out. And if they forget, you have to draw four cards. Okay. It's 4 not So people
1: two. were more outraged by you the normalization of this kind of tribal rule that was it, that, that was implemented by in this you. game. I didn't start it. Yes, you did. Regardless. No, not regardless. No one had an issue with somebody trading cards with people.
0: Uh, I agree. Mitchell. uh,
1: Yeah. And that went like uh, uncontested. It was cheating.
0: Right? No, it was contested. No. My brother-in-law's a cheater and he He knows it. He
1: got away with it. Scot free. Yeah. But everyone right. tried to get to gang up with me. You're right. Mitchell, Why?
0: that was wrong. So Can there is no trading or like, creating alliance.
1: So if exactly. Can okay. You,
0: who, think, who thinks who
1: tra- thinks trading cards? <laughs>
0: Back oh. to the story. So Jesus. Uno was a sidebar. Back to the story. The next day we wake up and we're gonna go snowboarding. Granted, we haven't been snowboarding in many years. So we went and bought all kinds of clothes because you need snowboarding clothes. We were planning on getting rentals. Remember we went um Paintballing a couple right. year ago a couple yep. years ago and they called us rentals.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I
0: felt like. We were yeah. about to be rentals. Yeah. So, anyways, we go um and there's hundreds of people on the road trying to get to the slopes and hundreds of people waiting in line for shuttles. And we're like, Oh, it's almost eleven thirty. I think we're a little bit late. So we wind up having a huge issue. We get up to the rental place and they're like, Wait, do you have a lift ticket? No. Do you have rentals? No. Do you have an appointment or a reservation? reservation. No. Okay, we're going to put you on a wait (laughs) list. That's going to take an hour. If someone returns their rentals, then let us know. So meanwhile, Khalid and Mitchell are trying to find parking. And there's no parking for miles, you guys, because why? It's almost noon and all the parking spots are taken. They see people parking for miles in places they're not supposed to. And police are just giving $200 tickets left and right. We would have been okay with a $200 ticket, like just pay it, whatever. Let's go skiing. But there wasn't even one single one of those illegal parking
1: parking spots available. Mm -hmm.
0: No legal, no illegal. So then they called us and said, hey, we're not going to be able to park anywhere. We got to call this off. And I'm like, okay, well, they just gave us an hour long waiting list for rentals. We thought you guys were going to come back. So we just paid $90 on some food. Right. In the meantime, so let us gobble our food down, and then you can come get us, and then we'll leave. We winds up taking like 30 minutes for us them to get back up the hill. Long story short, we didn't go snowboarding. Right. And we were okay with that. Why? Because yeah. we got a late start. We didn't realize all that was entailed. So we just kind of missed out on that. Not something we're going to cry about. At one point, Jordan said, guys, are we going to be okay? <laughs> we're going to be okay. It's Eat your food. It's we're good. Fi- it's, right? Yeah, yeah. So we kind of had to miss out on that. I think that's it. Yeah. Overall.
1: Overall, it was a, a great time. It, you know, every element of it didn't necessarily work out the way it was no, supposed to. we were to. supposed
0: to have dinner with 14 people. Eight of us showed up. That's okay. Because
1: other folks were stuck on the hill of snowboarding. It's
0: going to take a couple minutes yeah. for us to redo. Now you don't get a view. That's okay.
1: Yeah. And I think that those are the things that, I mean, we've kind of talked about some elements of this based on our travel in the past, mm-hmm. but I think that when you are traveling or when you're connecting with other folks you've got to be in a mindset of like going with the flow mm-hmm. trying to add value or add to the experience mm-hmm. and not be a person that's complaining and withdrawing energy from yep. the group you know yeah the trip.
0: whether your flight's delayed which our yeah. flight got delayed right so it's just like all these little minor inconveniences my question to you is like this episode is about why things Like, have you learned in life that things always work out Mm -hmm. for the best, right? Like, we don't know what the original cabin looked like, but do you know how tragic it'd be if we went, checked in, loaded in all of our stuff, and then we had no hot water, no heat? Like, that would have been bad. Since it wasn't a hotel, they wouldn't have been able to just come over and give us 25 little mini heaters, right? right? So, again, thank you. I don't know what could have happened on the slopes. It was Jordan's first time since she was like six years old. It was my first time in a long time, yours. Maybe we would have broke our necks. I don't know. <laughs> Thank well, you.
1: Let me ask you this. When you think about what we went through and you think about like the thought process of the word resilience, mm-hmm. right? How do you rank that characteristic in a person with all the other many characteristics? Mm-hmm. Like, would you rank that as, as like a, a top two or three or a hundred percent? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, because I think that if you're trying to do anything big in life, there's going to be setbacks. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to buy a house, you put in an offer, there's a good chance there's to be someone outbids you and your offer didn't make it. So are you going to cry and be like, oh my God, we missed out on our dream house. We know so many people that have done that, especially when it comes to like businesses. You know, I found the perfect location. I put in an offer. They decided to go with someone else. I'm so upset. That was my dream location. Yeah, well, that's disappointing. But right. are you gonna not open a business now because that's the only place on the planet that you can make a business work? That's kind of ridiculous if you think about it. Yeah. So I think uh, life has shown me that resilience must be ranked really high if you plan yeah. on doing hard things.
1: I think so too, and if and debatable, but I would say probably besides being kind, uh-huh. I think being resilient is probably one of the top. I would say the interchangeable with being kind. And the reason why I say that is because resilience like is the ability and I'll read the definition is the ability to be flexible, plasticity, elasticity, strength like durable, mm-hmm. the ability to last, strength, sturdiness, toughness, rigidity and so like all those things are that's actually rigidity is a, is an antonym. But all those things are so important mm-hmm. because you can be a kind person but be breaking at every single turn, yep. about every obstacle that comes your way, and then you could be and victimizing no,
0: yourself. Though, right? Like I'm so kind. Why does all this bad stuff happen to me?
1: Right. And then you can be a kind person. That in a situation that we had over this weekend, where not everything was perfect? Not that mm-hmm. everything. None of the things I think were planned worked out yeah. to the exactly how they were <laughs> planned. But if you don't have resilience, then you are pulling energy. You could be this kind, sweet person pulling energy and affecting the entire group and ruining others' time. But, I mean, on a grander scale, like, I don't think in this world that we live in now with everything being so polarizing, everything being so out there, and and that if you don't have resilience, I think that it's going to put you in a position where you may find yourself paralyzed, not being able to move, not being able to progress. And I think that um, it's a super important thing. So So let me
0: ask you this, because if resilience is like the number one strength, by the way, that's like reason number one why things will always work out. But they work out it. They work out easily or easier, I should say, as you build your resilience, Mm -hmm. right, your level of resilience. But my question is, do you think that more times than not, things don't work out as planned?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Because I, I 100%, 100% agree.
1: 100%. Yeah. And this is not even negative. This is like every plan you come up with is, uh-huh. is is created in isolation. We plan as if the situation will be perfect. Right. Right. You plan, hey, we're going to go to dinner at this time. We say, hey, we're going to go to dinner at five mm-hmm. o'clock. You I do didn't all know these- get
0: a flat tire.
1: Right. Yeah. All these things are, are created in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And and what happens is, is now we put those plans out and, and, and we try to activate them in the real world. And the real world says, well, you're competing with other people's plans yeah. and then you're also competing with just the sheer chaos of life yeah. right, and un- unexpected things. And so I think that sometimes you know, some people could be so particular that they feel like when they create a plan that it needs to look and resemble exactly what was in their head every step of the way yeah. or the the plan is no good or it's a sign that they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Or they can't, they just stop, right? Because they said, oh, well, they break down, they don't have the resilience.
0: Well, I think strongly Mm -hmm. that most things don't go as planned. And if you can set yourself up to understand that that's how life works, then I think you are naturally working on increasing your resilience levels. And I'll give you an example. Just this week, someone was telling me like, you know, I planned this beautiful dinner party for my friends and, you know, I made all this food and then they get there and they didn't tell me they were gluten-free vegetarians. Okay. Well, that leads me into next, the next point, which is around the power of the growth mindset, right? I think that all of the setbacks are always there to teach you something. Yeah. If that happened to me and I prepared this beautiful meal And it didn't didn't dawn on me to ask if someone had eating restrictions. You better believe I learned that for next time. Yeah. Like the next time I go eat with someone or make reservations, let alone make a whole meal, I'm going to be smarter next time to say, hey, by the way, do you have any eating restrictions?
1: And I think sometimes, so if I just play, let me just play devil's advocate, Uh right? So some people will say... Well, I don't want to learn a lesson in that situation. Well, like, that's just, too bad. <laughs> I'm just, I'm <laughs> Life's just about lessons. I'm cooking a yeah. dinner for people, and <clears throat> and you're telling me to pull out this lesson. But you know what? I'm disappointed now because yeah. we were supposed. We've been waiting weeks for, to have this dinner party, yeah. and we have kids and all these different things. The and 2023
0: Janelle would say it's okay that you're disappointed. I see you. I hear you, and you can be disappointed, right? But also, at some point, you have to arrive at your ability to move past it. Yeah. So you can be upset. You could even cry about it if you feel like it. Do whatever you want. But at some point, we have to move past it. And I find that it's really beneficial if you can say there's some sort of lesson that will help me not go through this same level of pain in the future. What is that? Well, next time I could just freaking ask, right? Yeah. So. So I know that people get upset, like you lose, obviously, if I like lost a husband or a child and someone says, there's a lesson in here somewhere, God wants you to learn a lesson. Bitch, shut up. Like I just lost a loved one. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear that, right? But I do think that eventually as the scars form, there probably will be some sort of lesson. Like did I not? look into your eyes deeply enough? Did we, you know, not, we took our time for granted. You hear so many people who go through a loss when they go through their grieving process, they're able to give really good advice to people when they see. That you still have your loved ones. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's always a lesson there, whether you want to learn it or not. That's on you, but that's the point,
1: right? And I think that that's that's the key to to <clears throat> most most of the the idea around resilience is mm-hmm. is like what you make of the problem, right. and I think that for that for just to kind of go back to that like dinner party example mm-hmm. you gave right and and also like with everything that we went through this this weekend with all the different plans mm-hmm. like i read this quote that says don't hold on to the dynamite dynamite after it's lit okay and uh da yeah. <laughs> but people so here's the thing the problem happened mm-hmm. right you people get to your house and all of a sudden like everything you planned did not work out because right. they're gluten free whatever the case may be mm-hmm. holding on to the dynamite is that pity party, right? It's that being upset, being emotional about that situation and not being able to switch into solutions. Right. And so I think that what we learned through all of our travel things and Mm -hmm. just in life is that the quicker you can get from this is disappointing Mm -hmm. to how do I fix, how do I fix this? Mm Uh, is so important. And the quicker you move to that acceptance, I think that you can move into action. And that's, I think, what I see a lot of people, the problem happens and they hold on to it like a stick of dynamite dynamite, until like, they explode Mm -hmm. with the dynamite, Right. right? Instead of saying, well, that's a problem. Let me get rid of that. And let me move to something different. And I think that even the small things like the dinner party, if you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's okay. Get your and shit. We're going to eat the, one, somewhere else. Exactly. One of the things is flexibility. Can yeah. you be flexible in the right. moment? Can you just say, "I know I had this plan, mm-hmm. but you know what? I got a, I got an idea," and I think that that is super important.
0: Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. I forgot what I was going to say next, so we'll just move on to topic <laughs> number three. It was something really good and profound. Um, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I, I mean, you just the need only to have thing a little can, bit of
1: resilience yeah. as you get through. That. <laughs> the only thing
0: I can say on top of that is. I think we have been through enough challenges in life to know that there's always a work around and there's always some sort of way that you can solve for an alternative, right? right? Like when we couldn't get on the flight to go to Italy, but our kids could, okay, we need passports like expedited. How can we make this work? Ah, Well, the only way you can make this work is if you're willing to go to another state, which was Seattle to sit there and renew your passport. Okay, are we willing to do that? Or are we going to say, F it? It's just like, this is just something that's made me so angry that I can't get past this. Yeah, we're willing to do that.
1: Yeah. And it's almost like your lack of resilience could put you in a situation where you're deepening the problem. Yeah. Right. And so if we (laughs) would have gotten to our own heads and just kind of like been so upset and enthralled by that situation Mm -hmm. and then canceled everything and just went home like we would have missed out on some really great times with the, yeah. with our family even though it was cut short so we we knew it was going to work out we it didn't work <laughs> out exactly how we planned but we didn't sacrifice right th- what is left uh, of it yeah. right and so since time is such a, you know a unrefillable thing like, we can't get more of it. Like, mm-hmm. the goal is to say, like, how do I pace this problem? How do I get ahead of it? How do I get right. to a place of, of solutions so that I can enjoy what's, what's ever left
0: Right. Of it? And I'll say, like, this episode was kind of sparked because, remember, um, my brother-in-law, Mitchell, and his father, Khalid, they were the ones that dropped us off, told us get the rentals, get the ski lift tickets, and then we'll go park, right? So they called us and said, yeah, no, no parking. We looked at all the options. We're going to call this off. We're going to come get you. Mitchell said, he said, Yeah, I don't know, Dad. Like the Copelands, they go through hell and high water to make things happen. So I think we kind of gave in too quick, right? And we laughed about that. Why? Because we're not here just with ourselves, right? right? So if we came all the way to the snow and this was like all we wanted to do, we probably would have found a workaround, but we were with family that we also wanted to hang out with. So It wasn't that big of a deal for us to say, well, we'll snowboard next time. It didn't work out, but what can we do that's fun? So we go back to the hotel and we start roaming around. I got to tell you, I had more fun playing in the snow with like our family than I've ever had in the snow in my life. And then... Like that night, Jordan, I call for her. I'm like, "Come!" we were obsessed with the icicles hanging from the roof. So I broke a bunch of icicles off and then we used those pieces to like throw at. uh, It was like vandalizing the property, but it wasn't. We were just knocking down the icicles. We were laughing so hard. I almost pissed my pants. (laughs) And it was just such a fun time in the snow. So we didn't need to snowboard to have fun with family. And so we just kind of released it. But that leads me to point number three of this podcast and that is having faith that everything always works out for a reason, mm. right? Like we, uh, couldn't go snowboarding. We couldn't stay at the Airbnb, but knowing that there's always some faith, I think in knowing that some higher power had their hand in it and saved us some from something potentially yeah. like hazardous or even worse. Right. And this brings me back to We had a friend, I think his name was Mike Hash, Mm -hmm. that used to work (laughs) for an airline, right? Right. So he would work, he worked for an airline at a ticketing counter and he was like seven foot two.
1: Yeah, he's really tall. And
0: so people would, he'd have to be the one to on the intercom say, we're really sorry, but the flight was, you know, canceled due to weather, whatever. And he said people would come up to the flight attendant desk and go crazy and be like, i need to get on this flight right now blah 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 and he said he would just look at people like they were crazy and say ma'am god said not right now and i thought it was like a life-changing thing to me because like you're literally yelling at me about getting on a flight that we just canceled for the weather yeah like what or the plane broke or god said no and i have said that to a hundred people since hearing that from mike One time I was sitting on a flight ready to like take off literally on the runway. And two hours later, you know, this lady next to me is complaining. She's like, I have somewhere to go, this and that. We're having maintenance issues. So I look at her, I tell her the story of my cash and I said, So would you feel better? Because you have this really important thing to do where we're going. Would you feel better if they just said, We know that there's a mechanical maintenance issue. But this lady really has to get to where she's trying to go. So we're going to fly the broken plane. Would you be better with that? And she goes, well, since you put it that way, I go, no, but it is what it is. is. Like, that is actually (laughs) the way. And she goes, how do you look at things so positively? I go, because, lady, the plane is broke. (laughs) Like, literally, I don't know this woman. I said, the plane is literally broken. Like, I'm okay sitting here. Yeah. But you're not. Like, you have to ask yourself why. And I think I changed her life. Like, because God said not right now. And she was like, well, when you say it like that, it makes me out to be the bad person. I said, (laughs) well, I don't think you're bad, but I think you need to work on your patience, your level of you know, compassion, like your level, your ability to just kind of go with things. Like God said, not right now, I'm chilling. And I literally fell asleep and an hour later, they fixed the plane and we took off. And so, yeah, it was three hours delayed, but God said, not right now.
1: Yeah, and I think that that openness is so important. So if you listen into this and you're like, okay, I I have some issues with patience. I have some issues with maybe maybe you complain. Maybe you've gotten to a space of, of being pessimistic um, about life.
0: Maybe you're in a position yeah. where everything happens for you. Right. Like If you've got a little bit of money and you've got yes people around you and they're like, yeah, we'll make it happen. Don't tell her that this messed up. Don't tell her that this went wrong. Maybe you're in a position where you need a little like couple of setbacks yeah. to humble yourself a bit. And I think that the opposite would be the case. Most of our listeners are like, I'm just trying to catch a break. Everything goes wrong in everything right. that I'm trying to do. And I will just tell you, we haven't always had this mindset, right? This has been all these books have taught us these lessons that we're sharing with you now for us to be in our 40s, mid 40s to be able to say, yeah, we're just going to find a way to make it work yeah, and we'll make the most of these situations. Yeah. Right?
1: And And I want to define a line because I think, you know, I think that I learned this from you and i think that this is important because i i my entire life i've been we talked about this i've been i'm very optimistic so mm-hmm. i th- i believe things are going to work out but sometimes you can get into a place of settling mm-hmm. right because you're like well this didn't work out so you just kind of settle in mm-hmm. not getting the most out of things mm-hmm. right and so what we're not we're definitely not saying hey you can just Go with everything. that You g- learn how
0: to settle because of me? No,
1: no, no. no. I'm getting to my point. Oh, okay. okay?
0: I want you so, to clarify. Uh, yeah.
1: So you can get to a place where you just kind of settle in, mm-hmm. on, on things. And, and we're not saying that right now. One of the things I think you're really good at is you're really good at saying, okay, here's the level standard I want. And I'm not going to settle for it. So I'm going to keep fighting for a higher standard. I'm going to h- fight for the thing I actually truly want and I think that that's super important that you do that. But then you have to know when that fight is now futile or the difference between fighting for a result or an outcome or simply complaining about not getting your way. Right. Right. And so I think that the thing we have in common is like a, a not a no quit attitude. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't <clears throat> quit. You don't quit. Yeah. Right. And I think we approach things of saying, okay, we're going to find a way through this mm-hmm. and we're not going to sit back and just settle. Yeah. It's a difference between settling is different than acceptance. Yeah. Like, acceptance is like, I know this is the reality. Mm-hmm. Right. And now I need to find a way to get to a better reality that I want or create. Yeah. Settling is like, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here. And then I think what a lot of people do. <laughs> Is they settle and then they complain about what they've been given after they've settled instead of accepting it and moving to a place of trying to create a new reality for themselves. So when we're talking about resilience, we're talking about there has to be a fight, right? But (laughs) the lady sitting in an airplane focusing on what she cannot control Mm -hmm. is not fight. Right right that's, that's just complaining that's a temper, that's right. A temper tantrum right. right that is outwardly being and in a lot of cases immature right. in your emotional intelligence because mm-hmm. you know saying what you're saying is not going to change yeah. the reality
0: <laughs> and let me be clear when we were on um the flight to italy during the summer of this past year everything was going wrong with the airlines and you know we missed out on four days of being with our kids that sucks but guess what On the plane we finally got on, there was a couple who literally, while we were in the air, their wedding was happening in Italy. And so she's holding her wedding dress like it's on flight. And, you know, they're crying in their seats because they have paid for this wedding months ago and their flight, for whatever reason, to go from if they were coming from, I don't know if they were coming from Seattle or Holland or what, but their flights kept getting canceled and it was all out of their control. right? And so they missed their wedding. Like all these That's guests, crazy. 100 guests are in Italy. They can't get their money back. They can't postpone it. Like they can't do anything. They're crying because their wedding is happening while they're in the air on their way to Italy. There's nothing you could do about that. No. It sucks. That is so sucky. And right. I think you deserve to cry for the you, whole yeah. entire flight. <laughs> you do. Right. And I want to hug you. And I, would you want me to throw rice at you right now? Whatever you need. It sucks. And it's not okay. But at some point, you got to say, fuck, we got to laugh at this. Like, yeah.
1: At some point, you got to devise a plan of how you want to move forward. Yeah. Like, I, if we <clears throat> were in that situation, I think we would cry for half the flight. And then half the flight, we would say, okay, so what do we do? Yeah. I might
0: go into the bathroom, like once we land in Italy, I might go into the bathroom jet lagged and just put on my dress for fun. Yeah. Just so that way, the moment I walk onto the property where my wedding was supposed to just happen, like maybe I make everybody laugh. Yeah. And my hair is in a ponytail. Like I look crazy, but hey, I spent a lot of money on this dress and I'm going to wear it every moment of this vacation. <laughs> I might be at the pool in the dress. Right. I might be like I might just do something ridiculous like that just to make myself feel better about it.
1: Right. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and, I, and, that's, the, and that's what I'm talking about. It's like you're planning on how you're going to make yourself feel better. Right. Happy. Um, or, or to a place of like a, a contentment, right? Yeah. And so that I think what people miss, like they, they plan to be miserable right. because of the circumstances instead of devising a plan that, that will give them some type of joy. Yeah. And I think that to me that's important because as we were... You know, sitting there eating our food at, at the ski resort, knowing that we were not going to go skiing, immediately you say, "Well, this is good because I wanted to spend some time with my sister." Yeah, like you immediately move to a place of, "Okay, well, well if this is my reality, then." What is going to be the joy in the reality? Yeah. Well, now I get to spend time with my sister and yeah. spend five hours on. on and my on daughter the
0: said, Mom, can we make snow angels? And I was like, Yeah, right. we made the biggest snow angels and had the best time, right? Yeah, so- I
1: stepped. I, I, you know, I planted <clears throat> face, oh, yeah. myself. Everybody what you did. <laughs> I face planted myself in the snow. I did not know snow is sharp. Yeah. So my face is all cut up. But you know what? It was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. I laugh. Everyone else laughed at me, yeah. right, or with me. Yeah. I don't know, one of the two. So, but I think that <laughs> that to me is the moral of all this. Like the part of resilience that I think that people really need to hang on to is is how do you plan for the next mm-hmm. right? Whether you plan to fight and like figure things out to get to a better place, you're open in a sense of saying that. It's not going to look like how I planned, but I can make it happen and and get the outcome I'm looking for? Um, Or do you plan to be miserable and sit in it and let it sadden you to the point where it devastates everything, but also it deepens the problem that you're already in and makes it worse?
0: Yeah. Like we could have at one point, you know, when Khalid was looking for a place for us to stay, he goes, even the hotels are booked. And I was like, well, good, because we're going on a family vacation. We don't want to get four rooms and everyone separate that wouldn't be fun we should just stay here at your house then if that's the case right so you know it always works out so kind of like just to go back the four because i just made four the episode says three things but reason number one uh, why things always work out is resilience you'll figure out how to back back how to bounce back from the setback if you allow yourself the ability to build up your resilience number two the power of a growth mindset um take the challenge and figure out how to learn from it yeah. right and i will say that after going through this we weren't able to snowboard we know next time get up earlier Early. make reservations 100%. buy your lift ticket ahead of time reserve your rentals like we know how to be better at this next time right. right um and number 3 the idea of knowing that everything happens for a reason so having faith in the things that you cannot control number 4 i added add humor and Figure out a way to make yourself feel better about the situation quickly,
1: yeah, we could we get to I hear I had a dollar
0: for every single time someone said when we're telling them a story of something went wrong, oh, I'd lose my shit, yep, the first thing I think to myself when people say that to me is that's not a very good strategy <laughs> like it's the only thing I think about, like in my mind, I'm like that's not a very good strategy, no. like you losing your shit in you the nowhere. time that it's taken it you to you lose your shit. <laughs> I've already come up with a solution. Right. And I'm already on my way to the next thing. Yeah. Like, don't lose your shit. People that listen to the Push podcast, they don't lose their shit.
1: What's so funny is that adults (laughs) say that. Mm-hmm. And then they're the same people that are gonna—they're upset with their children when their children tantrums. throw a tantrum because yep. their their t- children are doing exactly what they said. Right. They're losing their shit because right. they didn't get their way. Yep. And as a, as an adult, you got to grow out of that. Yep. Like you got like it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be you know disappointed. It's okay. All those emotions are okay. Yep. But how I treat the next person, how I treat this problem, is all that matters yep. now, right? And so because
0: people are watching. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I do think it's important that we say you may not be perfect perfect at any of these which we are not either but i think it's important to know what the steps are so that when things go in the way that you weren't expecting You have some uh, tactics to say, okay, what was it that I need to get better at? What should I tap into? Um, I'm going to try on a different perspective because losing my shit in the past hasn't gotten me very far. And so this episode is just to get you to think about a different perspective and so that you have a strategy for how to overcome things when they are unfavorable or don't go your way. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Lastly, before we go, uh, congratulations to my sister and brother-in-law. They are having a girl talk
1: Uh, about resilience yeah
0: so my brother-in-law they got the results back from the gender reveal on friday we spent the whole weekend with no one knowing except for my sister-in-law yeah and then they did a, a gender reveal privately just the husband and wife my sister and her husband and then they sent the video to everyone yeah and it was so great because all weekend long Mitchell Terrar thought he was having a son. He brainwashed me into thinking he was having a son because I wanted a girl. Yeah. But I was like, he's so convicted yeah. that I think I'm gonna have to vote for a boy.
1: There's only there's not many things that I'm petty around, but because I have three daughters, I'm really petty you about wish that. It oh yeah. I everything. wish it to everyone. If anyone's expecting right now and you're a man listening to this, I hope you have a girl. <gasps> I I hope you have many girls.
0: Yeah. So congratulations on your baby girl. And we love you guys. And thanks for a great weekend. We had so much fun in the snow. And maybe before the season's over, we'll be able to snowboard. And that's it. Push 3, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review,